Today, the director of Cannabis Friendly Business Association and owner of Hotbox Cannabis Lounge was at City Hall. Uh, she is asking city committee to license cannabis lounges around the city. Her name is Abby Roach. Abby, the most appropriate name ever for what you do. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Welcome. Did you change your name or is that literally your last name? Um, it's kind of, I changed it. Okay. It's to go after a Kensington tradition. Okay, good stuff. Well, listen, uh, first of all, maybe you could tell us a little bit about Hotbox. What is that? For sure. So Hotbox is uh, North America's oldest existing cannabis lounge. We've been open since 2003. It's a BYOP establishment, so bring your own. Uh, Essentially, you pay $5 and you can medicate in our space. Uh, You can vaporize inside. We have a patio in the back uh, and you can smoke 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 out there and uh, we serve uh, all adults 19 plus all right i'm just thinking beanbag chairs and lava lamps how close am i yeah pretty far okay <laughs> so it's just it's just like a little cafe uh pretty much yeah it's just a lounge a comfy space for people uh to gather and do what they do when they're not allowed to consume in their own homes or don't want to how do you get around the non you know there's no smoking inside rule and no vaping anywhere um, because we are essentially a public surf- service more than a business, and we don't really bother anyone, right? Uh, would the police rather people be consuming their cannabis outside on the street or in the parks? Uh, probably not. So they prefer that they come in. They're in a safe space. Our, my employees make sure that everyone's okay and nobody overconsumes, and uh, it's just a safer way to consume cannabis rather than sitting on the street. So in other words, you're flying below the radar until right now. You're at City Hall, and and you've already spoken to uh, the city committee uh, about your proposing that they license cannabis lounges like yours. Why? They actually proposed this themselves really years ago. Yes, they did. So in 2012, there was um, a licensing report that came out, and they actually stated that cannabis lounges should exist because we serve the medical community, and we also are we're for public health and safety it makes sense to have consumption within uh, lounges rather than out in public spaces. So I'm actually following up on their report and asking them, where's my license? (laughs) Five years ago, we were promised a license. Okay, you know what? I have to be completely honest. Uh, I was once, I don't know where I was, but I I asked them if they had a washroom. They said, no, we can go across to Hotbox. So I did. I actually used your bathroom. You were very nice. Uh, nice. but, But it looked like there was a bunch of skaters hanging around. We serve everyone. So we're 19 plus. So yep. it's pretty much if you come in today, you'll probably see a bunch of seniors sitting with a bunch of young people, sitting with a bunch of middle-aged people of all different walks of life and races. But the reality is the common denominator is cannabis. You it's ha- not age. You have a lot of, uh, you know, sound reasons for this. One of them being the fact that, mm-hmm. you know, the province is saying you're going to be able to smoke marijuana, but only in your house. Now, you're bringing up the fact that there's a lot of condos in the city, right? Let, mm-hmm. Run down the list of why you think that we need marijuana licensed cannabis lounges. Especially in the urban centers, not just the city of Toronto, but... Uh, Pretty much city of Toronto, you're looking at around 500,000 rental units. Probably 90% of them are non-smoking. So you're asking landlords to allow consumption in their homes, but they can allow cigarette smoking. That doesn't make sense and doesn't make anyone happy. Um, you have 
you know, probably 50% of people that live in the city of Toronto live in close proximity units, so townhouses, condos, apartment buildings. You have neighbors. And then there's also, imagine that you're a parent. Now you're being forced to consume cannabis with your child in the next room, and you don't want to, mm-hmm. right? Uh, you live as an elderly parent. There's so many reasons, plus tourism. We have 1.5 million tourists per year that come into our city they're going to come to the city expecting to buy legal cannabis. Where are they going to smoke it? In their non-smoking hotel rooms? The whole policy just doesn't make sense. So what are you hearing from the city committee? They're fairly understanding, actually. I think once it was explained to them on that level, it made sense, right? It's like you're not allowed to consume in a lounge. You're not allowed to consume on the street. And you're probably not allowed to consume in your home. So where is this legal consumption supposed to happen? Right. And so uh, I have to ask again, how, how are the, uh, the, the one thing, the sticking point is here is how are you and the city going to get around the no smoking inside rule, no vaping anywhere, uh, cigarettes are, are prohibited? Uh, Bill 178 wasn't fully regulated yet. So there is space for regulations within the Smoke Free Ontario Act. Okay, so how hopeful are you leaving today, leaving City Hall today, that this actually might become a reality? Um, hopeful, a hundred percent. Realistically, I'm at about probably seventy-five, and it's I not think bad. a few more meetings and really pushing it along. Right? You look at a city like Denver; they went through the same process. They legalized cannabis. They were like, "You can only smoke cannabis in your home." Now they have to go back. They have to change everything from jump because it didn't work for them. So why would the province and the city of Toronto? repeat a cycle that didn't work in the first place for a different urban center. Learn from others' mistakes and do the right thing. So what now? Right now, well, we just keep talking to politicians and we keep fighting and we keep asking realistic solutions to realistic problems. And we don't want to see a a bunch of made-up prohibitionist stigma. We want to see reality, right, as solutions to real problems. And consumption is going to be a problem. Abby, I appreciate you joining us on the show.